Hello, everybody. Welcome to this special midweek madness edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. This is a Christmas midweek madness edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. And I've got two very special guests that are joining me today for this episode. We're going to be talking our favorite Christmas movies. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. And then we are going to get rolling on this episode. Hi, I'm Alan. And I'm Toby. How's it going? Welcome, guys. I'm glad you uh, decided to join me for this special midweek madness edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. So we we did a similar episode back in July, and we talked about our favorite 80s and 90s sitcoms. We did our top five. We're going to do the same format for Christmas movies. We're going to talk our top five favorite Christmas movies. We're going to talk it out. And hopefully some of you are going to get some great recommendations for Christmas movies that you can entertain yourself with during the Christmas holiday. Maybe some that you haven't even heard of. So let's jump right into it. I'm going to start with my number five. This is probably um, the new, well, this is not probably, this is um, the most recent movie uh, on my list. And that is the movie Krampus came out in 2015, and when I first saw the trailers for this movie, I really wasn't keen on seeing the movie, um, but shout out to Alan. I, in fact, I watched it with Alan at his house and really loved the movie. It is a, it is a fantastic movie. It's a little bit, I mean, it's it's got some horror elements, but it's not like a bloody, gory type horror movie. Um, I really love the the whole mythology of Krampus and everything. And, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a Christmas movie that teaches a lesson as well. And I usually start my Christmas movie watching with Krampus. I usually try to time it with, um, when the actual Krampus festival takes place in Germany every year. In fact, I've already watched Krampus and once again, fantastic movie. So my number five is Krampus. I, I agree. It's a, that's a fantastic film. Toby, have you seen Krampus? I have. We all watched it together. It's one of the coolest kind of scary, creepy vibes. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Definitely. They, they definitely did a good job on that. And just so viewers out there or listeners are out there aware, there are a number of Krampus movies. Uh, you know, be careful. You're looking for the one that has, uh, the guy from Anchorman, and who's the guy, the main actor? I think his name's Adam Scott. He Adam was Scott. in Parks and Rec. Yes. That's the one you're looking for. The other one's uh, probably trash. So you're looking for the one with Adam Scott. It's tremendous. Okay, so uh, on, on my list, um, number five is going to be Miracle on 34th Street. Wait, and which one? That's, that's the debate. So I do like both, but the one that I'm most um fond of or the one that I, I have the most connection to is the actual the remake from the 90s um but they're both really good and they both have different endings sort of they have different ways that they end the film so you can watch both and get get something different from each one both really good um but i i really do like the 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 music and the, the just the christmas cheer that comes with those movies they're really good <clears throat> yeah, I, um, I, I'm going to be a little honest honest here. I don't know if I've watched The Miracle on 34th Streets all the way through. I mean, I've seen bits and pieces of it. Um, that's certainly uh, one that's on my mom's list. Um, her, she would probably lean more towards the original. But, um, you know, I think it's a the story is fantastic, uh, The Miracle on 34th Street. So... Oh, definitely. Are you talking about the one that has the actress from Matilda... Yes. So yes, her name is Mara Wilson. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got. It. She was really popular during that time. Yeah, she and was in Mrs. Doubtfire as well. Mrs. She, Doubtfire, also a good movie. But yeah, yeah like the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. That's the one that I also grew up with that I really enjoy. Yeah. Classic. It, it even includes some Thanksgiving, right? They ate a turkey yes, or something yes, like that. Yes, because I think it starts the, with the May. It's 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 the Macy's Santa, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's surrounding the parade. 
but not to give too much away, but it's a, it's a really good movie it has kind of both of those holidays in there. So you can watch it on both times, get, you know, inspired for the holiday season. Yes. That's a good, that's a good number five. Yeah. So Mara Wilson, just so you know, Mara Wilson is cousins with Ben Shapiro. Really? Their first cousins. Yeah, I've, oh, wow. I've heard that before. They do not have any contact with each other. They're non-speaking terms. They are on opposite ends of the polar, like polar opposites on the political spectrum. So let that also be a lesson that uh, politics doesn't always mix well with family. And, and, you know, this Christmas season, maybe it's best to not bring up politics around family because, yeah. you know, it doesn't, doesn't always end well. Yeah, talk, talk about, you know, more controversial terms like, are you a ham family or a turkey family at Christmas dinner? <laughs> best to keep the arguments around food. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. For sure. Number right. five. So yeah. Toby, tell us about your number five. I would say Ernest Saves Christmas. Ooh, really good one. That was my dad's favorite Christmas movie. Yeah. It's uh it's a it's one of those that kind of snuck in there on my top five because Jim Varney does a great job in all of his Ernest movies. That is one of the most iconic, I guess more of like those heroes, the comedic heroes that you have and as a child. And that's that's what I had growing up. I watched all of his movies. Super funny guy. Um, yeah, Ernest Saves Christmas. He has to save Christmas. Drives a sleigh. If you watch the trailers, it's pretty funny. Um, highly recommend. Top five. Yeah, and, and, and you know, parents, if if you're looking for a, you know, like a comedic character that isn't inappropriate, kind of good, clean jokes, you really can't go wrong with Ernest. I mean, those Ernest movies overall are, are, are pretty pretty safe to show your kids. Uh, I remember, you know, obviously the Ernest Saves Christmas one, uh, Ernest Goes to Jail, and, and I think the Ernest Goes to Camp were the ones that I remember coming out um, when I was a kid. But yeah, Ernest Saves Christmas is a fun one, and that's definitely one I, I'm I'm going to do a rewatch of this Christmas season. And Jim Varney was also uh, one of the actors that was a heavy chain smoker, but was very careful not to smoke in public because he didn't want to influence children. Yes, and very, also, very much like John Candy. And he was also the voice of the slinky guy in Toy Story. And he was on uh, Beverly Hillbillies. That is true. He was, yeah, he played Jed Clampett. So, yeah, great, great actor. And then, yeah, and Ernest Saves Christmas, really good movie. So, that's a good, good one, Good choice, yeah, Top five. So, for sure. All right, Chris. All right, number four. And I actually watched this last night. And it's, a, it's another newer movie, and it is the movie Four Christmases, starring <laughs> yes. Reese Witherspoon and Vince Vaughn. Um, I'm gonna give my I'm gonna go ahead and give my favorite quote from the movie, and I'm just gonna apologize if this offends anybody. But my favorite quote from the movie comes from when they visit Robert Duvall's house, and he he basically, you know, they're gonna have the satellite installation guy come, and he says, if you think. I'm going to let some sex predator into my house to go through my underwear. You got another thing coming. I, I often quote, I often quote that line about people coming to visit my house. So, uh, but it's a hilarious movie. This was, this was one of those movies. Like I saw it with, with friends initially. And then I, I, I told my mom and my aunts, all great movie goers, you got to go see this movie. And it's become one of my mom's favorite um, Christmas movies as well because it's just hilarious and it's one of those you can just rewatch and just laugh and it's got a great cast um, like I said you got Robert Duvall you've got Vince Vaughn Reese Witherspoon Sissy Spacek John Voight um, Mary Steenburgen Dwight Yoakam and it's just it's it's a slapstick comedy it's also situational comedy oh I forgot Tim McGraw is in it and John Favreau so it's a, it's a really great movie, and it's it's again it's a newer movie came out in two thousand and eight. And it's got Vince Vaughn. Yeah, it does have Vince Vaughn in it, and it also has Kevin from The Office in a cameo. And Reese Witherspoon is in it. Yes, yes, yeah. Reese Witherspoon is in it. So, but it, it's it it really is one. It's you're gonna laugh, 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 and laugh. John, John Voight's in that one too. Yes, yeah. yes, he is in that one. So. Yes, but yeah, Four Christmases is definitely my Mary number Steen four. Mary Steenburgen is in that one, I think. <laughs> yes, she is. Married to Ted Danson. 
So um, he's not in it, though. Uh, but, yeah, number four on my list is definitely for Christmas. John Favreau, I think, makes an appearance. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, number four is definitely for Christmases. Okay. So Very good. That's a sleeper film, though. Like, it kind of sneaks in there, and you're like, what is this? You watch it, and like, this is a great Christmas movie. A whole bunch of controversy, a lot of camaraderie, a lot of great quotable lines. It has and, all and the, in the essence. end, a good lesson is learned. <clears throat> yeah, and a good lesson is learned. Yeah, yeah. It, has a, it does have a lesson at the end. You very, can't go wrong with like Vince Vaughn. His humor is... And he's a libertarian. Yeah. That is true as well. It's pretty good. Okay. So number four on my list is going to be controversial. Uh-oh. Here we I'm go. I'm warning everyone. Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath. My number four... Is Home Alone. Four. Four. Wow. How dare you? I know. I know. Wait, Home Alone one or two? The first one. Okay. Okay. The second one is, when it comes to, to movie sequels, is way up there as far as like quality of sequel. The second one is really good. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's quite as good as the first one, but that's okay. There's still, it's like a, you know, an A- and a B plus, like they're really, really good movies. But the reason that it's so low is because the top of the list is it's cutthroat. It is. And and you'll see, it's really difficult to choose. You'll see how my list kind of slants, but home alone is the second best of the comedy Christmas movies to me. And I think everybody knows what the other one's going to be. So anyway, home alone, it's a great movie. Everybody's seen it. Everybody loves it. The music is fantastic. Acting is great. Joe Pesci had to record his lines five million times because he couldn't stop saying the F word. <laughs> it's just really funny. It's a great movie. So, And I don't know what happened to Daniel Stern. I don't know why he's not in more stuff. Yeah, and fun fact, fun Carpenter, Car- Chris Carpenter fact, my brother literally looked like Macaulay Culkin at that age. When he would, <laughs> and we, we literally would have people stop us in public. Can I have and, your autograph? And they thought he was they thought he was Kevin. It was the wildest thing. But yeah, Home Alone. And they thought you were Buzz? They did not think I was Buzz. So Buzz's girlfriend? No. Which fun fact about her, that was actually a boy in a wig because they did not want to shame a girl. Um what not know, like the picture. it was somebody on the production staff of yeah. their son. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I'm sure that Home Alone is going to be on on somebody's list. Have it, y'all? It will be. Spoiler alert. Have y'all heard the rumors about the Home Alone franchise maybe making a return? Um, I, it doesn't surprise me. You know, the Home Alone rights are now owned by Disney, and they did they did do a Home Alone last year on Disney oh, Plus. Did that, no, we're not, was, we don't count those. Spoiler alert: It's awful. Yeah. Don't watch it. Really, don't watch any of the Home Alones beyond Home Alone now, 1 and 2. <laughs> th- the bad thing about that is the kid that played the kid that was Home Alone, that kid actor is really funny. But that movie, I didn't even watch it. I heard it was horrible. Okay, but I'm talking about the actual original franchise, and this is the connection. They're talking about bringing back Joe Pesci, Daniel's turn, okay, and Macaulay Culkin, and he now plays the father of the kid who gets left at home. That would be, that would be more appealing um, than what they've done. And I think definitely that would be something I would, I don't know how good it would be. I I don't think you could top the original two, but that would be more entertaining than what they've tried to do with the home alone franchise. And part of the part of, part of it is John Hughes, the, the films have this, you can watch all his films across the eighties and nineties. They have this, they, they have a very similar feeling. And when you take that away, I don't think you can really recapture that. That's what makes yeah. his film special is his touch that he puts on it. Just like when you watch a Spielberg movie, you can tell this is a Spielberg movie. Yeah. Like Poltergeist, he's not credited as the director, but his fingerprints are all over that. And it feels like a Spielberg movie. If you watch a Toby Hooper movie, who is the director of Poltergeist, watch any of his other movies and tell me that those feel the same, that Poltergeist, it does not have the same feeling. It feels like a Spielberg movie. So the movies kind of reflect the director, and I don't know that you can really recapture that. Yeah. Also, you know, you were talking about Daniel Stern. Um, interesting fact. Did, did either of y'all see the movie Bushwhacked? 
1995. No. I did. So... That initially was going to be a spin-off movie with the Marv character. And they ended up not doing that. But so that's kind of kind of a weird, weird but true fact. Um that they they've they've tried to do all sorts of things with the home alone. That that's what stuff. I felt as a kid, and that's what I liked about it. It felt like a home alone movie type because it's him and yeah. he plays that exact same character just you know, marooned on an island somewhere. He was also in City Slickers. That is true. And he was the voice of Kevin Arnold, the adult Kevin Arnold, on The Wonder Years. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. That's that's who it is. Get out. Yeah, that is. The adult Kevin Arnold is Daniel Stern on The Wonder Years. Oh, wow. Okay, I don't even know where we are. We're number three. Uh, Yeah, number four. Number four, four, Toby. I haven't done number four yet. Oh, hmm. Top four. I would say The Santa Claus. Tim Allen. That's a good one. Yep. That's number that's number four for me. Uh, yeah, Tim Allen. You can't go wrong with Tim Allen. He's just he's a classic. He's like the yeah. Jim Varney of you know home improvement. You got all those things that kind of build his whole legacy of you know comedy, his stand up, everything. And uh, you know you watch the Santa Claus. It's a similar character as he has always played, but it's that lovable slapstick, funny, witty. Yeah, great movie, the Santa Claus. I would say one and two I liked, but the first one is what I'm talking about. It's top, that's my top four. Yeah, that was a good one. I, re- I remember seeing that in theaters. Las Cruces, New Mexico, 1995 with my Aunt Carol, and it was a really good movie. And yeah, um, one and two are great. Three was one of those, let's, you know, Disney direct a video, churn out. You can skip that one. It's okay. But one and two are great. And what about the TV show? So, yeah, the TV show um, is is currently airing. If you're a Santa Claus fan of that franchise, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, is it as good as the original movie? No, but it's it it's, it gives some fun little Easter eggs um, to the Santa Claus story. And you get to see Tim Allen. And Tim Allen, uh, he's probably one of my favorite actors. I loved Home Improvement, loved Last Man Standing. Uh, and he actually played... Uh, two very different characters and Tim Taylor and, and I can't remember the guy. Oh, Mike something on Mike Baxter on last man standing. Um, but yeah, if you like Tim Allen, if you like the Santa Claus, I think you'll enjoy the series. So the interesting thing about Tim Allen, I don't know many Disney legends cause he is a Disney legend. I don't know Dis- many Disney, Disney legends that the company has tried so hard to disassociate with. I yeah. mean, the, they have tried their best to get away from Tim Allen. Uh, spoiler alert, it's because of his political leanings. But he worked for ABC for forever on his sitcoms. And he did, I don't know, dozens of Disney films. Um, and he's Buzz Lightyear. And then they fire him from the Buzz Lightyear role. And, I mean, they put him on this Disney Plus TV show or whatever, but... They really do not have a very good relationship with Tim Allen. Um, I think that's really interesting. Like, who cares what his political positions are? He he puts out good stuff. I just think it's very interesting. He's also really good friends with Jay Leno, and he visited Jay while Jay was in the hospital. So I was I thought that was kind of cool. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> if your friend is in the hospital, you'd probably go visit them. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, you know, so. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a nice guy. Also, yeah. for somebody who has spent so much time working for Disney and being around kids on TV sets, movie sets, and then being in all these kids' movies, Tim Allen is on record for, he, he does not like kids. <laughs> he does not like kids. And, and like on, on the set of Home Improvement, in between takes and stuff, he did not associate with the kids. Like, that's not his thing. Um, he doesn't have kids, never wanted kids. Um, well, I think he has a daughter actually. Does he really? Yeah. In fact, I think the daughter on the Santa Claus TV show is his daughter in real life. I, but I he, think um, so too. It looks very similar to, I think that, cause I think that's what I read somewhere. Yeah. But he she doesn't looks, like she kids. Looks very similar. Yeah. He, he really does not like kids. Um, so, all right, Chris. Number three. So number three, um, Alan's already talked about it. Um, Home Alone is my number three. You know that's that low, huh? 
That's uh, I, I mean, I, I remember seeing that in theaters. I, in fact, I re- that was one of those movies. I think that the year it came out, 1990, I may have seen it two or three times in theaters, and it was with different groups of people. Um, it, you know, it seemed like every every time uh, one of my aunts came into town, we would go see it again and again and again, and it didn't and it didn't you didn't tire of it, and even to, even today. I can watch that movie and I'm not t- I, I'm not tired of it. It's not a you know, oh, I, I, this is this is getting endless and hokey. It's it's a great movie. Now, looking watching it in the through the lens of an adult versus a kid, I mean there are things that you notice now um, that you don't notice uh, when you're a kid, but yeah, I loved Home Alone. Um, who doesn't want to ha- be able to set booby traps at your house and you know, harass burglars, you know, in in all sorts of funny ways and eat cheese pizza whenever you want and, you know, everything else that comes, that Kevin gets to do in the movie. Um, So Home Alone is my number three. That's a good one, Home Alone. You always find something new and funny. They have just a little bit of something for everybody in that movie. Like you just keep watching, you'll find something funny, you'll laugh somewhere. It's a great movie, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's your number three. That Why are y'all putting three. Home Alone so far down? Oh my goodness! Um, well, that is such a good movie. The yeah, my t- really my top five are all like I mean I I think they're all home runs, but yeah, yeah. Home Alone sure. number three. It was just the number one and two are just a, they're kind of head and shoulders above the rest. I think personally. So, but yeah, Home Alone is my number three. Did a little research here. Tim Allen has two daughters. Does he really? He has two daughters. His last daughter was born in 2009. Wow. So oh, I was wrong about that, but I'm not wrong about him not liking kids because I've seen interviews where he says that. Yeah. But he's a big fan of the state of Michigan. That is true. And um, he has an avid car collection, which is something he and Jay Leno have in common. Yeah. Oh, and, oh, oh. and Jay Leno was on Last Man Standing with uh, yeah. with uh, Tim Allen. So interesting. Okay, so for my number three, it's going to be White Christmas. Ooh, that's a good Ooh, one. Good one. Have y'all seen White Christmas? I have seen White Christmas. Yes, and yes, I have. I love what, it. What is your take on it? White Christmas, Bing Crosby. Is it the one you're talking about? Yes. Yes, that is. That's a good number three. Yeah. So on my list, I, I slant more towards the um, sappy and emotional, like, I don't know. To me, that's more of like Christmas. You sit down to watch a Christmas movie. And I love Home Alone. And I love some of the comedy you know, stuff. I, I really do. I love it. But the ones that, if I really want to get in the Christmas spirit, they're the ones that have that like emotional moment where it's like, oh, man, this is like the Christmas spirit. So uh, that one is way up there. I only saw it for the first time a few years ago, and it it blew me away. Also, uh, Rosemary Clooney is in that. Yep. Yeah. And she sings. She sings. The whole bunch of classic, beautiful songs. Yeah. There, it's Timeless. Bing Crosby at his best, and then it's got Rosemary Clooney. And for those of you who don't know, that's George Clooney's aunt. Um, it's classic Hollywood it's a big production. It's set in at a, at a hotel or not a hotel, like a an inn, really, um, in Vermont Florida or somewhere. Or was it Vermont? Yeah. Okay, not Florida because it's snowy. Oh, that's yeah. Okay. Okay, but it's somewhere up northeast, and uh, they they end up by happenstance at this hotel, and it's owned by the general that they had served under in World War II. And he's having a real hard time keeping his inn afloat. And so they put on this huge production at the hotel. Um, with So they're Bing Crosby and, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Danny. Danny Kay. Danny Kay, Danny Kay yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is Danny Kay. <clears throat> That'll come up again later, I'm sure. It, yes. So... <laughs> They, they are uh, professional singers, and they have a big show that they put on. They're very popular. Well, they bring their show to the inn, and they put on this big show to try to help save the inn and help their general, who they 
have a lot of affection for. And it is just the whole thing about it. It's got comedy. It's got music. It's got the costumes. It's got everything. I, I love that movie. Good choice. That that might have been my number one, but I will change my number one <laughs> so that we can talk about a different movie. But yeah, that White Christmas is one of those that we always, like my entire family watches every year. That is one thing that we do traditionally, like hands down. Yeah, White Christmas. Since you like White Christmas, and I would say it, that's probably higher up on my list, so I would say Holiday Inn yes. for me. In fact, they're, they're very similar. Yeah, they're very almost the same story but one was made in like 1947 and the other one was made in like 1954 or something yeah they're very similar yeah holiday inn is in black and white yes um and there's a, a few things that are not politically correct today that's in that movie so if you want to stick with like white christmas it's in color it's a little newer a little schnazzier a lot of better songs i think but there's a lot of really good songs in holiday inn a lot of heartwarming, you know, things in that one. I would say Holiday Inn is online. Yeah. Okay. Still good Bing one. Crosby, good classic. You can't go wrong with Bing Crosby. No, His music is top tier. Yeah. Yeah. Listening to Bing Crosby, watching Holiday Inn, watching White Christmas. Fun song. fact about Bing Crosby his daughter was the one that shot JR on Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> The show Dallas. Yes, Mary yeah. Crosby, Sir Dave. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. How did you come about that that trivia? I don't know. I read it somewhere. Six degrees of separation all leads back to the TV show <laughs> Dallas for Chris. I probably could do that actually. So yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's a good one. Holiday Inn. Are there Christmas episodes on Dallas? There aren't. Um, oh, there, there never was. They don't, they don't um, that was that, that's been an off discussed, often discussed issue um, on Dallas on Dallas fan fan message boards. Perhaps there should be some fan fiction for that. Uh, there has been actually. So, not written by me though. So, but yeah. Have you written fan fiction about Dallas? No, I'm not really a fan fiction writer. I'm more of a fan fiction consumer. If okay, anything. speed right. reader. A that speed is true. Reader. I'm a speed reader. He will get every fifth line. <laughs> that part is not true. I get all lines. So. But, so that was the third? That was third. That was third. Dang. Okay. Yeah, now we're up to number two. Christopher. All right, boys. You know, we've we've had a little bit of politics talk. We've had a little bit of controversy. Well, I'm going I'm about to wade knee deep into one of the most controversial debates come Christmas time with my number two and that is my number two is die hard die hard. yes die hard i know bruce willis said it's not a christmas movie but i'm gonna disagree with with john mcclain and i'm gonna say die hard is a christmas movie christmas eve that is what i watch nakatomi plaza what nakatomi plaza nakatomi plaza yes and it is not christmas until hans gruber Falls off of Nakatomi Plaza. Spoiler alert. Hello. <laughs> oh, hello. So, there you go. Um, Many of our listeners have not yeah, ever seen the film. Yeah. Sorry. Spoiler alert. But, um, you know, it's, it's yeah. You've had so, 30 years to watch it. You've, yeah. Uh, yeah. You've had, you've had 30 years to watch it. There's been a million sequels, which you don't have to bother to see any of those. Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, Die Hard. And that's another one. Like, um, I've just started. I kind of just got introduced to that one just several years ago. Um, you know, because when it came out, obviously, you know, I was like five or six years old and I wasn't allowed to watch that movie because it does, it is an R rated movie. So, you know, parents, you know, you might want to screen it first before you show it to your kids if you want to show it to your kids, but it's an action movie. Bruce Willis. I love, I love him as an actor. He's a great actor. Um, and you know, the, the Hans Gruber guy, Oh gosh, I just had a brain fart. What's his Alan? name? Alan. Alan Rickman, isn't it? Also, uh, Clarence Gilliard, who just passed away, he is in that movie as well as a bad guy, which is hilarious to think about because I always associated him as you know Trevet from Walker Texas Ranger. But yeah, it is a it's a fun Christmas movie. It was it actually didn't come out during Christmas season. It actually came out I think it was like in May 
1988 was when it initially came out and it's it's become one of those you know cult classic christmas movies it's also got reginald Bell Johnson. That is true. Carl Winslow from Family Matters. Um, and was he in that is movie. fantastic in that movie. Yes. Yeah, he is fantastic. And yeah, it's, it's a great movie. So if you don't like the sappy Christmas movies, you can go the other direction and watch Die Hard. Okay. Very good. <clears throat> That's a good addition. Die Hard. What makes that a Christmas movie, really? Just well, the fact it, that it's around Christmas? It takes place, it takes place on, on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, it is. And, and he puts like there are things in the film that like it, it is a Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. That's cool. Yeah. And, 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 and overall I'm very open on what's a Christmas movie. I mean, I count anything associated with Christmas. Hey, you know, you can be a Christmas movie. Okay. So, so I'm, um, this is not, a, this, this will be on my honorable mention list because the connection to it is a little bit loose, but I'm, here's how my definition goes. The movie, the princess bride, is a Christmas movie. If you watch it, the the main story where the grandpa is telling, reading the book to his grandson, that occurs at Christmas time. You can look out the window, and in the background, there's Christmas lights on the house behind them, and there's Christmas presents, and he brings a present to his grandson who's sick. He's bringing a Christmas present. Okay, so this all occurs at Christmas time, and my family has always watched The Princess Bride over the Christmas break. So to me, that's how, like, if that's a Christmas movie, Die Hard for sure is a Christmas movie. Hey, I'm, I'm good with allowing Princess Bride being a Christmas movie. So That's a curveball, but I like it. So that's, that's not number two on my list. Number two on my list is what I am almost positive is number one for some people. And the only reason it's not number one for me is because it is not a sappy movie. But it is the best <laughs> comedy Christmas movie by far. And that is Christmas with the Cranks. No, just kidding. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That is by far the best comedy Christmas movie ever made. Uh, people had hyped it up to me. I did not watch it until maybe five years ago. And people had hyped it up so much. Another one that gets hyped up a lot is A Christmas Story. And I did not watch that until a couple of years ago. And when I watched it, I thought, hmm, okay, it's fine, it's good, but it's not the best ever. Like, people just drum me over the head with, oh, it's a great movie. Uh, It's good. It's not great. It's not a great Christmas movie. It's good. And you can watch it. That's fine. I don't care. I'll watch it every now and then. It's fine. It's got some funny lines in it. But when I watched Christmas Vacation... I was dying laughing the entire it's time. It's so good. <laughs> and it's actually, as much as people talked about it and, and pumped it up, it's even better than that. And and that's one that I can't go Christmas season without watching it. It is so funny. And every time, it's one of those ones that every time you watch yep. it, you get something else. And it's so funny. All the characters, you can watch like, there'll be 10 characters on screen. And every time you watch it, you can watch each of the, the different characters and they'll be doing something different. Yeah. It's hilarious. Even yeah. the support roles. Yeah, they're, like they're in the background like, sitting in a chair doing? and he's like petting a squirrel or something. It's yeah. like, what in the world is going on? <laughs> it's just really funny. That movie is great. Great movie. That... Why, why is the carpet wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus? Yeah. Elaine Bennis is in it. Uh, yeah, she had to have been by far the richest person on that set. Yeah. Because for those of you that don't know, she is uh, independently wealthy, a billionaire, separate from her acting career. It's impressive. Yeah, she was born into a wealthy French industrial family. Royalty, pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. <clears throat> that's that's tough to follow because that's that could all of these really could be like number one, really, for a lot of different people. Like you said, a Christmas story. Not not a favorite, but for a lot of people, that is their number one. Yeah. But like, I would say Christmas Vacation is definitely a number one, but not number one on my list. I would say number two. I'm gonna say Home Alone two since you've already mentioned. Okay. Home Alone Alone two is definitely the number two spot. Uh, for a lot of little things that I grew up with, the Talk Boy that you find in that movie. I wanted one of those so bad. And that was that was not an actual product until the movie. Yeah. 
they they were like, what if we just made this? And then they did, and they sold super fast. My friend had one, and it was awesome. I got one, and it was the coolest thing. That was my music player for years. Yeah. Wow. Like, that was, that's what I did. The coolest thing about it is it does have the microphone, and I would hold it up to my Sega Genesis, and I would listen and, and record like Sonic the Hedgehog music and... I would listen to those, just all over, listen to the radio, whatever. That was like my did jam. Did you like slow it down and then try to call a hotel to book a reservation? No, but I did. It does, you can slow it down, and so it works. And it yeah. worked pretty good. Yeah. Not like the movie exactly, but you could definitely slow it the down, father. speed it up. Yeah. Credit card, Peter McGonagall. <laughs> no, it didn't slow it down that far, but it did, it did slow it down, and it was a lot of fun. And lasted and it didn't. It actually took more batteries, by the way, than the one in the movie. He puts oh, wow. two batteries in the movie. The it took four, like four. Yeah, four or six. It was wow. like four or six. It was ridiculous. Okay, which is a better like movie tie-in product? Now this is slightly different because Home Alone Two that the Talk Boy was in the movie first. But which is a better movie tie-in product, that or the Power Glove for the Nintendo? See, I don't know what movie wasn't the Power Glove in. That was in Chris. Do you remember? I don't know either. The Wizard, wasn't it? The Wizard. Oh, uh, Page Master? No, 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 no. no. It was in, uh, I'll, I'll look it up. But it yeah, was, uh, show me. Yeah, yeah. So it was in a movie and they made they made it look really cool. And then if you actually play with the Power Boy or the Power Glove on Nintendo, it sucks so bad. It's like, yeah, you, it's like it doesn't even really control things. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. So the Talk Boy actually worked. Oh, yeah. And so that wasn't so disappointing. But, but the Power Glove is so iconic. It's like, uh, you know, a lot of people will have it up on their shelf or whatever, and it's like, oh, that is so cool. It's a badge of honor. That the idea was behind cool. it's like a flying car. The idea behind it is way better than the actual thing. Yeah. So is the Power like, Glove like an early version of, like, the Wii, basically? Uh, yeah, but it's got buttons all over the back of it, and it's like it's like something that you might see on, like, Back to the Future. You know, like oh, okay. that kind of, like, like yeah. the hoverboard or whatever. It's like that kind of, like, Aesthetic. man, we have yeah, entered yeah. the world in the future. Like, this... You don't even need a controller anymore. It's just you've just got this glove, and you can just like, oh. But in practice, it doesn't work at all like that. <laughs> it's so yeah. bad. It is so bad. But yeah, I'll I'll look that up and get you some more information about that. Yeah, and and Home Alone two, I, something that sequel, just not Christmas movie sequels, but all sequels struggle with is just rehashing the whole, the, the uh, original story again and. Yes, Home Alone 2 rehashes a lot of the original story, but I think introducing the New York element and doing everything in New York, I mean it just it they they did they did enough to where it's it, it's a it's a really good sequel. They and, yeah, they somehow yeah. managed to repeat yeah. the formula but make it fresh all yeah. over again. And it was just it's a great ride all over again. It's like how did you guys do take the same movie, make it again, but make, keep it entertaining? And they did that. They managed that. That's that's that hasn't been done in a really really long time. It's really difficult yeah. to make sequels really good. As, yeah, as, and I as mean, good as I don't think I've ever stayed at a hotel where you have a key for the refrigerator. So <laughs> that that's, maybe that's on my bucket list. You know, to, yeah, to definitely Go to get New York. to do that at some point. You know, so yeah, yeah. So the power glove was featured in the 1989 film The Wizard, starring Fred Savage. Oh, interesting. Okay, and and I've seen it. It's been a long time since I saw it. The movie is better than the glove. And and basically people's response is I love the power glove. It's so bad. Like it's one of those <laughs> things that it's so cool at the same time it sucks so bad. And there it's sad go. that it sucks so bad because it, it looks so freaking cool. Yeah. 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 They have that same technology now in virtual reality with gloves and everything yeah, yeah, with yeah. the haptic stuff that actually works and it's amazing. But like they took the idea and just poorly implement it. Just it, it no implementation whatsoever. Yeah. It, it did use the sensor bars like the Wii remotes did, but it was not, they were not ready for it. Uh, would you still want a power glove? I, if I found a power glove now I would buy it, but I would make sure it doesn't work. Just, I would just put it on the shelf. Just as a yeah, yeah. I, I don't want a working one. Display. I don't. I would get so mad trying to make it work. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah. I don't even want to try. Chris, what you got going over there? Oh, nothing. Okay. All right. So, so number two was your number two was Womalone Two, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, great. Oh, yeah, that's good. And my number two was your number one. It is. That's true. Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a huge fan of the vacation movies anyway. The, the original is hilarious. Um, although again, parents, you want to screen it before you, you let your kids watch it. Cause it is a very hard R, but, uh, Christmas vacation, the, the uh, I'm talking about vacation is hard R Christmas vacation is great movie. Um, again, it's, you know, when you rewatch it, you see something new, um, every single time, um, you know, and I, my favorite scene, my favorite characters, the Aunt Bethany and Uncle Lewis when they walk in, <laughs> she's wrapped her cat. And yeah, it's just, you know, yeah. And of course, Cousin Eddie doing Cousin Eddie things. It's, it's great. So and then that's one. Not only will I rewatch it once during the Christmas season, there's a very high chance that I will watch it multiple times throughout the Christmas season. Are you serious, Chris? I'm serious, Clark. So yeah. Now don't go fall in love with my RV. We're gonna we're gonna leave with it when we leave next month. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, yeah. There you go. You know. Yeah. And also, I mean, you've got uh, you've got some some stars in there. I mean, the kids. You know, Rusty's played by uh, Johnny Galecki, who ends up going on and playing in the Big Bang Theory movie. And then uh, Ju- uh, well, uh, the girl was Julianne Moore, I think. Or no, I can't remember. The girl became a big star too. I don't remember her name though, off the top of my head. Right? Yeah, now. she did. She went on to go on a lot of other. And movies. then, like the mother-in-law was the mom from Everybody Loves Raymond. Juliet Lewis. Juliet Lewis, Lewis. Thank you. Yeah. Beverly so, D'Angelo. Yeah, Beverly D'Angelo. And then you had John Randolph, who played Clark Senior. Uh, Doris Roberts is of course in that. Randy Quaid before he went really off the rails. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, William Hickey and May Questel. Yeah, and and uh, Aunt Bethany, that actress is the original voice of Betty Boop. Um, you know, the Betty Boop cartoons. It also has Brian Doyle Mur- uh, Murray. Who oh, is, okay. You know who that is? No. Who is that? That's Bill Murray's brother. Oh, and he's the boss. That yeah, that makes sense. And he was do, on Wayne's World. They do look. They do look alike. They do because they're brothers. Isn't yeah. that weird? Yeah. So. Very good. So. Okay. So. She wrapped the cat. <laughs> yeah. That was Jello mold. <laughs> Tastes funny. <laughs> What's that clicking noise? What's that clicking noise? <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that's definitely watch that one. That one's like top of the list. She's a beaut. Yeah, she's a beaut. All right, so that is the funniest one, and the only reason it's not number one on my list is because it's not a full-on sappy Christmas movie. And the king of full-on sappy music or Christmas movies, without a doubt, is "It's a Wonderful Life." That's my number one. I don't know that it'll ever be topped. It uh, just hits all the notes. The acting is so good. The story writing is so good. It's a Christmas carol, but a modern version of it. And it is emotional, and it's depressing, and it's heartwarming, and it's sad, and it's happy, and it's the full gambit of emotion. And it just it just can't get any better. So it's the perfect Christmas movie. Yeah, you can't go wrong with Jimmy Stewart and Donna Reed, two fantastic actors and actresses. Um, and I, I always associate with It's a Wonderful Life with Christmas Eve because I, I don't know about y'all, but like I always remember like Christmas Eve, uh, I think it was NBC, would always show, and I, I think they still do, It's a Wonderful Life. So we would have our Christmas Eve gathering you know, with family, and I just remember it always being on in the background. So, And that whole, I mean, the whole plot line, I mean, how many... How many other um, shows have done that? And they were inspired by that original idea of, you know, what would life be like if I was never born, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jimmy Stewart, they don't make actors like that anymore. And I was, I've always been a big Donna Reed fan as well. Also, that's a Dallas connection too with Donna Reed. She played <laughs> Miss Ellie for one season on Dallas. <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, um, great movie. You also have Bert and Ernie in there. That's where the names Bert and Ernie came from. Oh, really? It was, uh, it's a from, Wonderful Life. Yeah. 
I did not know that. I'm going to have to watch that again. Yeah. Yeah, and it came out... I it, it was another one that came out, I think, like in May. Um, it, it didn't come out during Christmas, and it was a modest hit theatrically, and then it's become, you know, such a... I mean, it... Yeah, but people associate that with... I mean, when you're talking Christmas movies, it's kind of, a, you know, certainly one that people look at as, as one of the best, so... Oh, yeah, for sure. As a timeless classic that everyone should watch and appreciate for the part in time or the era in time that it came out, it's worth appreciating, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> Create a new tradition in your own life. Yeah, there you sure. go. That's a good one. Yeah. That's your number one? That's my that's my number one Christmas movie. And the director of that is Frank Capra. And... That film, so that was his first, like all throughout World War II, that, that movie came out in 1946. And all throughout World War II, he made a bunch of uh, war-related films for, um, you know, the War Department. And before that, back in the 1930s, he'd been, you know, an Oscar-nominated director and had been had directed like dozens of actors in Oscar nominated performances like he was at the, the top of the game in Hollywood and then throughout all of World War II he he was directing these war films and then his first post-war film that was not war related was It's a Wonderful Life and it was a huge flop nobody went to see it and he always said that that was his best film no matter what anybody else thought about it that was his best film and it wasn't until decades later as it went on, it, it got this, the mystique that it has now. But initially it was not a well-received film, which I think is fascinating because I don't know how you can watch that. I, from the very first time I saw it, I loved it. So I don't know how you can, can have a reaction to it. Oh, it wasn't that good. So... That could have been as old as old as as it is. It could be one of the first cult classics that just kind of was nothing to begin with, and then just over time, more and more people circled around it. Like this is amazing. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Number one, since you mentioned Bert and Ernie, <laughs> I'm gonna go. go with a Muppets Christmas Carol. There you go. Have y'all seen that? Of Absolutely. course. Absolutely. I've it is some of my favorite Christmas music. Uh, it has a lot of just good jingles, good vibes, funny lines. Um, it's kind of kooky, you know, kind of silly. It's Muppety. It's very Muppety. And if you like that, it's, you should absolutely watch that. But yeah, that's my number one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know, they've, they've done a lot of different Christmas Carol versions, obviously. And that, that's certainly the Muppets Christmas Carol would uh would be up there with me as as one of the better versions of the Christmas Carol story, you know. The whole Jim Henson vibe has always got me. Anything yeah. that's puppeteering, it's like a lot of those different animatronics. It, yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm Jim Henson it. is so, was such a genius. Oh yeah. To to create those characters and you know the I I used to I grew up on the Muppet Baby cartoons. So yeah. That was my my first exposure to the Muppets, and then. You know, then I saw the movies. I remember the like the Great Muppet Caper, and then yeah, certainly Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, I think that might have been the first Muppet movie I saw in theaters. And yeah, great. Yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah, that that one uh, really struck a chord with me, just because mainly the music really caught my attention. I'm obviously musical, and I love all kinds of good tunes, listening to good music, and uh, that one just has a great soundtrack. And it's funny. It keeps you going. It's the classic tale of Scrooge. So if you've seen, you know, the whole Scrooge vibe of those movies, like I, I can't think of one because I, I obviously haven't. But Muppets was my first introduction to the whole Scrooge story. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's actually a really interesting story. Good morals. Good, you know. Um, yeah, good old, good old. But Chuck, a, lot of co- a lot of comedy. Good in old there. Chuck Dickens there, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh. Well, let's let's talk maybe some honorable mention. Honorable movies. mentions. Um, what are some honorable mention ones that y'all would want to make sure that maybe didn't make your top five, but certainly are up there on your list? 
There is a Dallas fan fiction Christmas. I don't know if you're aware of. <laughs> okay, there you go. So, you know, I'll give you one of mine. Um, and you speak, it is a Christmas Carol version. Mickey's Christmas Carol. It came out, I think, 1983. Yes. And that, yeah, yeah. just like you said, you know, your first exposure to the Christmas Carol was Muppets. Right. My first exposure was Mickey's Christmas Carol. And okay. so, I mean, I always, I, oh, I literally, when I found out, oh, that was an old book, like an old text, you yeah. know, back in the 1800s, I was like, I always thought it was just a Disney creation because, you know, you had Scrooge McDuck playing Scrooge. Isn't that weird and, how they've done that? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's probably, I mean, and I like other versions of the Christmas Carol, certainly the Muppet one. Yeah. There was a Flintstones Christmas Carol one. Um, I, I don't, I haven't seen that one on TV in a long time. But yeah, Mickey's Christmas Carol is probably my favorite of the Christmas Carol uh, versions, you know, just because I was always a big Disney guy, you know, and you had all the all the big Disney stars in, in that one, you know, um, you know, even like from the different, you know, Jiminy Cricket, you know, interacting with Mickey Mouse and, you know, you had um, the the giant from Mickey's Beanstalk, he's in there. I mean, it's just, yeah, so that's probably my... Uh, that's definitely on my honorable mention. Another honorable mention came out the same year as Christmas Vacation is the movie Prancer and starring Sam Elliott. He plays his dad. Um, I remember this was another one. I, I, if you can't tell, I, I, I have, I have a very good memory of things. Um, and so I, I, I remember when I first saw these movies and so Prancer, I remember seeing it Christmas Day. I think it had to have been Christmas Day, 1989, uh, with my family. North Park, or not North Park, Northgate Mall. Doesn't exist anymore at that movie theater. And it's 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 probably one of my mom's favorites. And something that I got to do this year is I actually found the DVD of Prancer. And for some reason, it doesn't air a lot on television anymore. Probably because it sucks. <laughs> Whatever it's it is it's great, um, but the honorable mentions. Honorable you know, mentions. It's it's yeah. it's a good one, and it's got Sam Elliott. You can't go wrong with Sam Elliott, people. So, um, yes, but anyway, I got I got to give my mom that DVD version, and I'm gonna have to help her set it up because my mom struggles with technology. There is a sequel. There is a sequel. I've never seen the sequel. Prancer um, Returns. So I don't. Uh, it does not have Sam Elliott. No, it does not have Sam Elliott. But it does have Jack Plants. Okay, I don't know who that is, but yes, you do. Who? Jack Palance, you said. Jack. Plant. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the dude from City Slickers. There you okay. go. Okay. So yeah, I have not seen that one, but yeah, Prancer for sure uh, is on my honorable mention. Um, and then any of the Christmas specials like Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, that one always was one um, that you, that's your. That's the gateway to Christmas is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and, you know, Frosty, Frosty the, Snowman. the Snowman. Yeah. And then you've got uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. Now, the the, the original, the Lots 1970s of of that war, one. war is Karloff one, that, the animated one. That's the best one. The Jim Carrey one has, has got a little bit of a cult following now, and it's fine. But the original, the animated, that's just better. You know what's funny about the Grinch? Um so, you know, I'm a teacher and there's a new Grinch animated one that came out, I think two, three years ago. Yes. Um, it was really funny to me. Like my kids, you know, spoiler alert, you know, the last few days of school, we, we watch movies. Sorry if that offends people, but whatever. Um, but that one was available on like Netflix, the cartoon version. And they were like, oh, is this the older version? And I was like, the older version and they thought they they call the 2000 one that came out with Jim Carrey that's the older version of the Grinch now, and so <laughs> it's awesome. like one of those like generational deals like, no, you know, for me, you know, the older version's the one from you know the 60s. the original version, yeah, the vintage yeah. And, version, and and it was I, rem one. I remember when the the live action one came out, you know, and Jim Carrey he was kind of at the height of his career, and everyone's like, oh, this will be interesting, and you know, but yeah, I. If you're if you're going with Grinch, I would go with the original Grinch. But you know, all I mean, it's all three. I think are good. You know, if you want to watch the Grinch, so yeah, the original cartoon didn't give off 
I don't know. I when we watched the first Jim Carrey one, it kind of was off putting for a second because it was kind of creepy. I think all everyone in the theater didn't understand it until much later. It was like, wow, this is actually pretty funny. Yeah, I mean they expanded a lot of the original story, you know, and then you kind of made some of the Whoville people look uh like villains. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of so, look like kind of creepy at the same yeah. time. And it's like, I don't know yeah. how I feel about this. But like if you just get past that, it's like, oh, this is actually pretty funny. Great dialogue, great lines. And that is a Ron Howard film. So, yeah. you know, they got a real director to do that. It wasn't just some sort of weird thing. Now, they could have gone full weird and got Tim Burton to do it. It probably would have been super dark and weird and twisted. That would have been interesting. But And, and if you go with Tim Burton, you've got Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a good honorable mention. You've got um, Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, definitely. That's a Christmas movie? It, there it, are, oh, it is. There are yeah. those. It there, is. there are elements okay, yeah. from Christmas and yeah. Okay, and then uh, getting away from Tim Burton, one of my favorite Christmas movies that didn't make my list is Trading Places. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a good movie. Uh, is that well. the one with Eddie Murphy? It is. Yeah. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Oh yeah, I recently watched that. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Now, yeah. It is for sure a Christmas movie, and it is also one of those that you don't want to show to kids. It is not a kid-friendly movie. It is funny. It's an '80s uh, comedy. John Landis. Yeah, it's really funny and it's it's got a good message and everything, but uh, it's got language and nudity, so not not kid friendly. Yeah, yeah, and and um, if you've ever seen the movie Coming to America, they actually pay homage to Trading Places because uh, obviously John Landis directed both movies. Um, and uh, Trading Places, correct me if I'm wrong, was that Eddie Murphy's big like movie break? Trading Places. Uh, I actually don't know idea. that. He's done a lot in his yeah, yeah, early he has done career. A lot. Even Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Um, the Beverly Hills Cop movies, you know. A lot of his a lot of his early work is awesome. Yeah. Here's an interesting bit of uh, Saturday Night Live trivia for you. Um <laughs> Why are you looking at me funny? <laughs> Steve Martin. Steve Martin was never a cast member. Really? Yeah, and that's kind of weird to think about. Because he was in it more than some of the actual cast members. Yeah. But he was never in it. I mean, he was never a cast member. He was always on the show as a, as a guest. Yeah. Are there any Steve Martin Christmas movies? I'm trying to think if there are any Steve Martin Christmas movies. Um, I, don't, I don't... Ooh, another one. Um, Grumpy Old Men is a Christmas movie. Oh yeah, yeah it and, is. And that was a movie I just saw. I just finally saw that movie this year, and it's it's a great movie. It's a good solid it is winter great. movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so Jack it, Lemmon, Walter Matthau. You can't go wrong with them. That's one that takes place from Thanksgiving up through Christmas. So it's all that holiday time, and it's in Minnesota. So it's all snowy and icy, and but there are scenes, especially later in the movie, where it is for sure like a thousand percent a Christmas movie. No, oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. So, cool. Any other uh, honorable mentions on our list? Um, oh, uh, yeah, here's another one. Uh, a Very Brady Christmas. Oh, yeah, Matt Henke, uh, he's going to be glad yes. you mentioned that. A Very Brady Christmas. Um, yeah, that's, that is, that's, I, I and I, I don't know what I'm going to do this year because I don't, it used to be on Hulu, but I don't think it's on there. So I may have to like. It's on Paramount. Is it on Paramount? I don't, is it on Paramount Plus? I don't know. Brady Bunch is on it. But that's why they know. put all the dumb stuff, so I figure it's so, on there. Just disregard his comments. Paramount Plus <laughs> is, is a really good streaming service. Um, no free ads. Um, so anyway, but yeah, a very Brady Christmas. That's Yes, it's, it's the Brady Bunch, so it's, there's going to be an element of cheese to it, but it's it's a really good one, and you know, I, I always, enjoyed, always enjoyed that one. And then another classic is A Yellowstone Christmas. Um. I don't think there's a Yellowstone Christmas. Although oh, that not yet. I mean, they, they do Yellowstone everything. They've got like 15 different series. That's Taylor and... Sheridan's next project. Okay, you know, we're gonna have Beth Dutton, you know, Christmas special. Or something. Kevin Costner is a Santa. But by, by the way, um, have any have either of y'all seen the Star Wars Christmas special? Yes, I have. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? The it, the like the vintage ones. Yes, the one from the seventies. Yeah, yes. it, it is an acid trip that introduced Boba Fett. For the first time, <laughs> it is it is an acid trip in uh, the the. Uh, it's uh, like what in the world is going on? But you should watch them because they are interesting. 
yeah, the Wookiee stuff is so bizarro. Uh, they've got like a whole cooking uh, segment with Wookiee cooking show. Uh, <laughs> Complete uh, chaos. 100%. The makeup is so bad. Uh, I understand why they've really tried to disavow. Like George Lucas has tried to bury that. It, it, <laughs> he can't get rid of it. But. You cannot get rid of it. You have to watch that. That's it. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's one of those that it's so bad it's good, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, that, for sure. That, that, and yeah. it's so long. It's yeah. so long. It's like, why? Why are we still here doing this? It's so weird. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So it's a it's a midnight watch when you're kind of delirious and you're tired and you're like, oh, what is this? What in the world? You just start laughing for no reason. Yeah. And they just did the uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. I yes. did watch that. Yes, that they did. I I watched that. It was it's pretty good. Um, Batista's all right. Yeah, Batista's in it, and there's and I some, think that's his last. Well, actually, this third yeah, movie is going to be the last one. The third one. Guardians. Yeah. yeah. Um, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, Kevin Bacon. Spoiler. Is it, it, so, now, so now we can officially connect. Well, I think we could have officially connected Kevin Bacon before to the Marvel Universe, I'm sure. Wasn't he in something else? Uh, everybody is. Yeah, I think everybody's going to be in. They haven't invited me yet on the MCU, but they're working on it. They Even Jennifer Lawrence is in technically in the Marvel Universe. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, with X-Men. When yes. Because she, she was a... Uh, she was one of the first action Mirage movie. or whatever her name is. What was it? Yeah. Well, Jennifer Lawrence was who? Kitty Pride or? No, she was the one that did, you know, oh, oh, shapeshifts. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Shoot. I said Mirage. Mystique. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah Rebe- Rebecca Romaine was her in the originals. But yeah. Um, Stamos. Jennifer Lawrence yeah. was one of the Stamos, first then. action heroes. Well, first female. No, the first female the first action, action, first action female. Female. I mean, lead ever. Yeah. <clears throat> Sigourney Weaver. Who? Eat your heart out. Who? Yeah, Sigourney Weaver's thanking Jennifer Lawrence for paving the way. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, so I'll take dumb things celebrity says for five hundred, Alex. So you know. Oh, they um, should they should have done a, a xenomorph Christmas special. That'd be hilarious. Oh yeah, that would well, be amazing. Star Trek Generations. A lot of Trekkies will say that's a Christmas movie because Generations. Yes, because there is a scene. Where Captain Picard is in the Nexus and it's at Christmas time, <laughs> so there you go. I also I also tell you. So as far as like TV special Christmases, I I the last few years I've made it a habit to watch all of the Office Christmas episodes. Benihana. Uh, do what? Benihana. Yeah, Benihana is a good one. Um, the original. I think the first one, the Yankee Yankee Swap one, is probably my favorite just because of the. I mean, Michael with the oven mitt and then the video iPod and yeah, you know, um, but the office always did a really good job with their, with their Christmas episodes. Um, they were probably one of my favorite shows with Christmas episodes. So the office is a classic. It is a classic. And no mention whatsoever of the home improvement classics. A home improvement, another good one with the Christmas episodes. My, probably my favorite of the home improvement Christmas episodes is the one where Tim and Al are stuck in, in the airport. In the airport, and yeah, they they that's the only year that they won the light the lighting uh, contest, and it wasn't Tim didn't win it. The kids won it. It for was against him. that proctologist. Yeah, Doc Doc Martin or Doc yeah. Baker. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The home improvement had some good ones, but there was the other one where uh, Jill's parents came down to visit, and they were arguing the whole time, and she kept wanting Tim to get involved. Yeah, and he was like, "No, they're adults; they can handle it." Yeah, um, and then yeah, there's just some good ones with the home improvement uh, Christmas. They knew how to they knew how to celebrate Christmas in the Taylor household and Halloween, and Halloween too. Oh, <clears throat> excellent Halloween you know. episodes! Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Okay, where does Christmas uh, fall in your uh, hierarchy of holidays? So, so that's a good question. Um, so it's not my favorite holiday. Um, Thanksgiving's probably my number one. I I love this like entire like Christmas season. You know, the kind of the stretch between Thanksgiving all the way to like New Year's, because you know it, it feels like well as a teacher you're you get like a really good holiday out of it so that i like that part of it um but i, I just love the getting to decorate i, I mean i i decorate my house um my mom decorates her house and you know i have i collect ornaments and and i've got all sorts of ornaments so the christmas season as a whole i i love 
but I, I probably my number one like holiday holiday would be Thanksgiving because um, I, I like turkey, I like football, and they also have a cool dog show um, on Thanksgiving. Okay, let's do a quick just rundown. We're not going to go one by one, but just give me your top five holidays in order. Okay, um, I put Thanksgiving, Christmas, Fourth of July, Easter, and probably Halloween would be number five. Um, that'd be my top five. Okay, yeah, my mine is Halloween, 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 <laughs> Halloween, Christmas. As you can tell, Alan likes Halloween. Yeah, I don't have top five. I would say probably Christmas because I just like being around family, hanging out, eating good food, watching yeah. movies. So are, are y'all's family music. a ham family or a turkey family or a other type of protein family? <clears throat> Staunch vegans. Staunch vegans. Okay. Not really. Not at all. So tofurkey at Toby's house. <laughs> no, we we have a lot. We're... Uh, we have a lot of different tastes in our family, just like to, from you know meat, veggies, whatever, ice cream, whatever you want. We try to you know make sure that everyone has what they what they want, what they need, and we just make make it work. There you go. Yeah, my my family. So growing up, we were a turkey family Christmas, and I remember the switch, the switch to ham, because it was a controversial moment in the Carpenter household because my dad was very much a traditional turkey guy. And my mom decided, hey, let's do ham. And so there was a little bit of, you know, playful, <laughs> playful, uh, you know, ba- yeah. tension banter there. Um, but yeah, we're, we're a ham family. My mom, my mom gets one of those like glazed honey hams. Um, which, yeah, they also do turkey as well, by the way. So no free ads. <laughs> but um, so we, we are a ham family. Um, and then we do you know, the, like the side dishes, like my mom does this like pineapple bake thing. That's really good. That goes well with ham. So do y'all, are y'all like get together Christmas day only or Christmas Eve or what, 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 what's like the, on the agenda for the Christmas? Uh, it's every other year just so that we can like work together with other families. Cause you know, it's different marriages in the family. So some yeah. families one year will get the, the families of that they go to their in-laws and then they come over to our family. We try to get together like once every other year. Yeah. Uh, that's our Christmas. And then on the off year we do Thanksgiving and we'll like fry Turkey oh. or we'll, you know, do ham or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is another like growing up you know, as a kid, you know, I remember all of our family coming in. Um, it's usually, it's a lot quieter now. Um, it's like this year it's gonna be my my mom and my aunt and, and I, um, that Christmas, um, and a lot of it's a combination of things, you know, a lot of family members have passed away. A lot of family members just live far away and they can't come in, but yeah. we do, we usually do get together like a Christmas Eve type thing. Um, my, you know, sometimes we've gone out like on Christmas Eve, Applebee's good place to go out on Christmas Eve. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of what we do. Um, the Christmas Eve, Christmas day type stuff. So well, guys, I thank you for joining me in the special edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. Any other, any other thoughts about Christmas movies, Christmas in general? Merry Christmas, everyone! Merry Christmas, everyone! Merry Christmas! Yes, Feliz Navidad! Party hard! There you go. I uh, hope Santa visits you and not Krampus. So be good, for goodness' sake. So, um, but thanks, guys, for for joining us and. Hope everybody has a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And I will see you next time on The Chris Carpenter Show.